Welcome to Wicked Wisdom, a podcast presented by Wicked Southern California, with your host Stephanie Cobian. Wicked Wisdom follows the same theme as Wicked, also known as Women in Cable Telecommunications, whose mission is to develop women leaders who transform our industry. Enjoy. Thanks, everybody, for joining in today. This is Stephanie Covey, and you're listening to Wicked Wisdom, presented by Wicked Southern California. I'm so excited because our guest today is Kate Nelligan, who I, I, the only way I can describe her has merged into worlds. So let me just kind of give that a little bit of background. She has worked in the entertainment industry for over 12 years, and she'll go over a couple of the companies in her background in that. But now she is working as a she'll correct me if I say this wrong, equine therapy, which means she works with horses, which is, I mean, how cool is that? So, Kate, welcome to the show. Thank you. I'm glad to be here. Thank you. Tell us, uh, uh, so let's actually just go into TV, because you've got a TV background, as mentioned. What is your favorite TV show? And it could actually even be something you've worked on, not worked on, could be in the past, could be present. What's your favorite TV show? Yeah, thank you. It's actually the recent one is Wildfire, which is funny because it was actually a Lionsgate show. So I everyone told me when I was at Lionsgate that I needed to watch it because I love horses. But I watched every season during quarantine and have been, you know, just absorbing it. And I'm not a huge racing fan, a horse racing fan at all. So it's been a little bit hard to watch, but I love the love story. It's like the Twilight series. It's it's you oh. know she's gonna choose. Where where are you? Where do you watch that at? So that has been on Amazon Prime. Oh, good. I have that. I, I don't think I actually don't know if I've heard of that. So yeah. that's an older show. And um, so just speaking of now working with animals, and you said just that it's hard to watch horse racing. I agree. I'm a big animal advocate. I love that you work with with horses. I think are such animals that are really pure creatures. But so you've worked with both animals currently now, and you've worked in the media industry. Tell us how and when you kind of decided to switch your careers, a little bit of background of where you came from and how you got to where you are now. Sure, yeah. I feel like I grew up in the entertainment industry, working in New York City in video on demand when it first launched. And then moving to Los Angeles because my dream was to work for a movie studio, but I took a stepping stone through American Film Institute, which is another incredible organization, and ended at Lionsgate and was there for several years doing marketing. And uh, during that time, I was getting my master's in spiritual psychology. And I had this sort of out-of-body experience one day where I realized I couldn't sell horror movies anymore. It was completely just out of alignment with who I am and what I was studying around unconditional love and compassion. And so I, um, I left and my first thing was I, was, I did uh, my own video channel. It was like the Upworthy before Upworthy started and it was all curated inspirational content. And then I sort of went into the world of the horses, which I've loved since I was a kid. So I rode and competed and and uh, my master's program set me up to be a coach. And then I realized that partnering my coaching ability and my background and my master's with the horses was a really natural fit and synergy for me because um, the horses are just incredible healers, coaches, teachers, and I've loved them. And, and people have a tendency to just open up more when they're with them. 
so that it's been this natural nonlinear journey. I, and, and that's actually kind of cool and that's interesting. You know, I, I've known people who've worked in news, who've transferred out of news because news can be a really hard industry to work with. You deal with a lot of pain and sad stories. You know, I work in uh, at TV Gasport, we uh, put experts on television. And sometimes, you know, I am glad by the cl our clients, they're usually uplifting stories. But to do my job, I have to watch a lot of news. Now, I don't just go turn on the channel, but you know, I intake it from different articles, from online, I'll watch the case. And sometimes it's hard and it's heartbreaking. And so just in general, you know, movies can be difficult too. That this can drain you, your body, your energy. So how do you use, I mean, how do you use horses to kind of interact? I know that you still work with people in the entertainment industry. Yeah, so my biggest desire towards the end of my corporate career in entertainment, and I was very involved in WICT uh, at the end when I was at Lionsgate, but my, um, my desire was twofold. One, to help change culture, and I didn't feel like I could change culture inside. I felt like it was something I had to leave to do. Um, and the other was really to see if I could help change narrative or storylines so that there were more movies that were heartwarming, uplifting, inspirational, that really brought people deep messages. Um, and, and not necessarily just faith-based, but really broader uh, uplifting stories that made people feel better about humanity. So when I first started working with the horses, I started to... Uh, I worked with um, folks in the gaming space and Paramount Pictures, you know, folks in the studio space, and I still work with various entertainment companies to do team building and leadership training um, because the horses are really great at teaching emotional intelligence skills. People naturally will grow in compassion, and I know that that can then change storylines where people all of a sudden are greenlighting scripts that are much more uplifting um, than necessarily draining or energy like you said uh, and also culture really getting people you know entertainment as we know can be very fast-paced very deadline driven and I started to reach burnout and so what I wanted to do is help uh, teams and leaders and women really start to understand that they don't have to reach burnout to um, to be successful in their careers, right? That they could start to take care of themselves and that there could be cultures where we took care of each other as well. So the horses as a horse herd, as a collective, when they live together, they take care of each other. Um, and the lead mare, the lead female horse, makes the wise decisions that benefits all of the horse herd. And so my thought was, couldn't we bring this into companies, especially entertainment, which was my whole upbringing in life as, a, as an adult in a career, couldn't I bring the horses to maybe be role models for these leaders to think about maybe doing leadership a different way instead of it being so um, intense and type A and, and uh, you know, profit above all, couldn't we start to think about triple bottom line in our, our world and our, our employees um, and our relationships as well? I, I think that's so beautiful. And when you really, you, you kind of brought up like leadership, you know, WICT, we are, we do mentorship, we bring out up women, like what is something that, what is something we can learn from the horses on leadership? Even just a, a quick nugget, because I'm sure that that could take hours to teach somebody. <laughs> yeah, I love it. I have done workshops on just that. You know, my favorite thing is that when people see horses, they see really quickly that a horse embodies strength, physical strength, they're huge, they're powerful, 
that they're also incredibly intentional and gentle and sweet in the way they interact with us. And um, as prey animals for them to even trust us as predators, there's really a connection that happens very quickly. So I think people realize that they can slow down, become more present, and embody the energies of both being really big and powerful and successful and strong in their career, but also gentle and kind and um, intentional at the same time. So there's, there's just a great way, and we don't have a lot of role models of that have these great blended energies, right? Yeah, and a lot of feminine energy. I mean, right. we have to use our best qualities to be who we are to grow not to take on a masculine quality. The, the masculine qualities are good, but men hold those qualities a little better sometimes. And women, we've got amazing qualities, and I do love that using horses to bring out our inner qualities. Yes. Um, so we're dealing right now, we are right in the midst of all this coronavirus and unfortunately a lot of layoffs, especially in entertainment, you know, which can happen really at any time. So, but right now everything is just, people are getting blindsided. They're just, you know, people are holding on, but this just keeps going on and on. What would you, as someone who has changed course of their career out of entertainment industry, what advice would you give to somebody who may be laid off? Now, they could still stay within the industry or not, but what is something like a, a advice that you could give somebody to keep their head up and looking for their new job? Yeah, I love it. You know, I've lost a job before, so I understand it is a, it's a trying time. So the first is to take a pause to, to really give yourself what you need, right? This may be some, you're one of the only pauses you get in your life to regroup, reset, rejuvenate. So do your self care at that, whatever you need, if it's more time with your kids or family, if it's a mini type of vacation or spending more time in nature, um, really looking at ways that you can fill your own cup, food, sleep, all the kind of basics. So really taking that pause. And then when you feel ready, you know, putting yourself in a place where you can get really clear about what you most want and how you can best serve. I always feel like there's that trifecta between what your gifts are and what the world needs. And so it's really, you know, spending some time journaling, um, if meditation's a practice, or even getting support through coaching or potentially therapy and having a really kind of clear map of what it is that you most want next. What kind of culture do you want to be in? What kind of work do you want to be doing? What, what kind of contribution do you want to make? Because this is a time when a lot of us have to go back to uh, our values, right? That's, I think, what a lot of, of Miss Corona is teaching us is like, what are our values and how do we stay true to them? Right. And how do we take care of ourselves? How do we how do we make our own health a priority? And if you did get burnt out and now you have not, you know, so to speak, nothing to do in the sense that you don't have that job to go to every day. Embrace that as a, as a pause. Um, I, I'll, I had some of the best things ever happen to me after I got laid off because I had time. I had time for me and I had time for relationships. And I um, eventually, you know, created uh, what I wanted after that pause, but enjoy it and, and to keep the faith and to keep hope because um, there are still going to be jobs and, and we are still needed, right? We, are, we still have gifts to share and it's a time to reflect and realize what they are and what your values are. I like that. It is a, it's a time to pause. And I know people have been saying that since the beginning, like pause and reflect, but it is, it's, it's also to don't be scared 
you know, this is a trying time. It will be difficult. But to not be scared that we aren't, you know, individually and as members of society, the same society, that we're going to get through to the other side. So I we think that it is, you know, go inside ourselves. We're all going to figure this out. And, you know, hopefully through some, you know, things such as quick, you know, we can all get through this together. Yeah, um, it's to remember that it's, it is just temporary. You're not on pause forever. The show did not end, right? There is another show. There's another chapter. And remind yourself that, that it is just a pause. It is just temporary. It's not forever. And it is a great time to do networking, right? Whether it's through WICT or elsewhere to call, like one of my favorite things is go do something you love every day, like run or work out or be in nature. And then ask your intuition, what, who's one person I can reach out to today? And if it's just one person every day that you can call and be like, hey, I'm looking to, you know, to do marketing and entertainment. Do you know anyone? That's how opportunities come to be is when we, we, we take one action step at least a day through relationships because we know the entertainment industry is so based on relationships too. So. Oh, completely. And one action doesn't have to be some grandiose thing. You know, there are people at the beginning, write your book and I'm like, that's difficult or write your script or, you know, now's the time to get it done. But it's just because you at home doesn't really mean all of a sudden your creative juices have just flown out of you. So it, it you know, it's a hard time. And so I love that just one thing a day is can change your life. Um, so one of the things I'm passionate about that I had mentioned was animals. So now working with horses, I don't know how much involved you were before you started doing your, your equine coaching, but how do you feel about animals being used in the media? Um, is there a good way to include them, you know, from dogs to horses to a lot of things? Like, I'm so mixed up sometimes about how I feel about, about, about that sometimes. I just would love to know if you had any thoughts or, you know, anything on that. Yeah. Yeah, I love this question. So... I've been a lifelong animal lover and advocate. My first word was cat. And my parents used to say that, you I know, love that. Animals, I love animals more than people. Right. So that was my always thing. So, and you know, mostly vegan and all of that, but ultimately, you know, when I was younger, my dream is actually to be a trainer of animals in entertainment. Cause I wanted to blend my love, which is, I love movies. I love film and I love animals. And so that was my original goal was actually to train animals for a movie, but I did more research and I talked to people and I realized like how challenging it is to do that. And I'm training a horse right now and it's just so much patience and it can be so slow and it, it's, a, it's such a great experiment. And so for me, correctly patient. Yeah. yeah, it's a big, it's big. But so when I realized what it involved, it was not for me. My thoughts around it is this, you know, animals are a part of our life, the way, you know, um, families are and the way work is. And so if you're going to make a movie or a TV show and you're going to have animals in it, that's a natural representation of our lives. And I'm a huge believer that respect has to come in at the highest level to the entertainment industry especially after me too, you know, and animals are no different. It's just, they don't have 
a voice. So we have to be a voice for them. And, you know, I know Pete has gotten very involved in things and whatnot, but ultimately, you know, I think it's okay to have animals in media. It's just, they have to be treated with respect. They have to be, they have, you have to have a handler and a trainer there that is going to put them above and beyond a timeline of a producer, right? And then the production team really has to realize that animals work very differently. And, um, there has to be a lot of respect for them. Um, and I just think that there has to be rules and regulations and protocols around how to do this, where there's just deep, deep honoring of the animals so that, you know, we can have them in our narratives and our storylines and we could actually make more movies about animals, but that they have to, we really have to think how an animal would think and give them what their basic needs are and treat them with utmost respect. So I just think it needs to be maybe um, handled a little bit differently moving forward. I, I totally agree with all of that. And I think that's so well said. To me, it's accountability. It isn't um, the account accountability has to be on the hiring. Who are you hiring and who are you hiring for the animals? You know, we don't always know everything. You know, we can't pretend to, but, you know, during the hiring process, when you're hiring a company and a handler, make sure you go after ones that you know are going to put the animal first and the animal needs over the stress of shooting. I mean, what, you know, we already stress humans out. Imagine stressing out an animal. So um, I, I think that's awesome. And I, and I can really agree with you on that. And I love to hear all of that. Um, so just tell us a little bit more about what you do before we kind of wrap up. Just where can people find you? What should they look for when they reach out to you? Yeah, thank you. I have one more comment on that about the hire. I love that you said that. And we often are hiring just for a trainer, but I would love to advocate that we advocate that we also consider hiring an animal communicator someone that's listening to the animal, checking in with them, are you done for the day? And animal communication is a real thing. It's, it's just making sure that there's someone there really to be talking to and communicating with the animal and their needs. And I don't know if, if all film sets have done that, but that's certainly something to consider. And it will go easier that way, and it will save time and money in the long run. So that that's just what popped in when you said hiring. I, you know, I love that, and I, I agree. I think it would make it easier if you're advocating on the animal's behalf and your their well-being. They're not going to fight you on doing something because they'll be up for it. So I love that, and I completely agree with it. And it just makes me this whole animal conversation is that there's a lot of cultural shifts you know like you said we had the the me too movement we've had you know so we've got gender diversity and i would love to see cultural movements on, on animals advocacy so again thank you, thank you for that so yes find you yeah thank you i love that i know that's my big cause is like how do we work with speciesism and there's all of these conversations are being open so thank you for even asking thank you for caring um it, it matters to me so thank you and to many people um okay so how can you find me so i love uh i love coaching women because i love the fact that women are so open to transformation and willing to invest in personal and professional development so my current website is consciousrockstar.com and will soon become katenelligan.com. And it's one L. Everyone in the entertainment industry says, there's a famous actor named Kate Nelligan. I go, yes. And she had two L's. <laughs> and it's definitely uh, 
you know, much older than I am. And so, but I, my first job, actually, they gave me a little swipe card with her face and her name on it. And it said Kate Nelligan, the actresses. So it was funny. Um, so that is, you know, and I am doing a lot of virtual coaching right now. So a lot on Zoom, a lot on the phone with or without the horses on screen with me, which has been really fun. Um, and I've that done work. Really fun with horses yeah. on screen with you. That's a Zoom call all joy. That's everybody. <laughs> horses on Zoom. It's been fun. I've brought even the goats on Zoom because I also work with goats because they're so playful and incredible too. Yes. It, it, I find that people also want to, this is another thing I have done with teams is we've brought the ranch to them. So it's, we've been on a team zoom call as a way for people to have like surprise guests and to talk about what they see in the horses. And, and, you know, a lot of it is around emotional intelligence and self-love. So if any of that resonates, I'm happy to have conversations with people. Well, I love that. Thank you so very much for joining us. And just to repeat, her website, uh, Kate's website, sorry, is uh, consciousrockstar.com, but will soon be her name, which is katenelligan.com. She's an equine partnered life and career coach at Equine Conscious Rockstar Coaching. So thank you so much for joining us today and giving us a little bit of your wisdom. And thank you all of uh, our listeners today. We hope to catch you next week. This was Wix Wisdom presented by Wix Southern California. Thanks for listening.